0: This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen.
1: I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you all to the warning program. Wherever you are listening or watching, welcome. My special guest is Pastor Leo Boji. He's out of Oklahoma City. Welcome, Pastor Boji.
2: Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Well, it's always my pleasure having you or being with you. Leo is not only a good minister of the gospel, but he's a personal friend. We've been together in different places, Oklahoma, Hawaii, Washington State. Uh, Leo, why don't you give the name of your ministry?
2: Yes, it's World Christian Leadership and Training Ministries. Our main focus is to prevent divorces, reestablish marriages, And to build and rebuild families.
1: Good. So, ladies and gentlemen, you know, every church has problems with these areas. And sometimes the pastors don't have time to deal with them adequately. Or they have him into their church to help with this problem. And they do conferences. So, again, remember Leo Boji, Pastor Boji. again, focusing on marriages. How would they reach you?
2: The best way is just to Google or use my name, Leo O-G-B-O-G-E-E, and then all the contact information, website, everything that you need will come up. Very good. That's the easiest way, yeah.
1: All right. Well, today we want to talk a little bit about what's going on in America and around the world. I put up something today. I just finished a program talking about demons, uh, Mm -hmm. spirits, and Christians. You know, the thought of the day was, do you cast out demons, question mark? If not,
2: Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: Quit calling yourself an apostle. You know, there are people that call themselves apostle and prophet, but they can't even cast out a demon.
2: Amen to that. So,
1: I mean, uh, go ahead, Leo.
2: Yeah, it seems to be a big issue here in Oklahoma, and I've only been here a couple of years, but demon-possessed people appear to keep their demons because almost no one's cast any out that I know of. And I just thank God for being raised up over 25 years in Hawaii, where Half the people you run into are demon possessed, you know, it's it's really bad there with the belief in the volcano gods and sharks and turtles being ancestors and all these things that you have to battle to even get them to receiving the Lord.
1: Well, you're exactly right. I remember when I lived in Singapore, pastored over there, and uh, we'd get people saved, maybe about 50 on a Sunday, and then that Saturday, we already scheduled them to cast demons out of them. Now, these were people that just accepted Jesus Christ, but again, you know, you have different nationalities and religions and babies uh, offering up to the gods, the Hindu temples, and then the Chinese yeah. different gods and and yeah. the Islam, and so a lot of these had demons in them, and we literally cast demons out of Christians that very next Saturday. Leo?
2: Yeah, I believe that, because they mentally accept Jesus, but he's not in their heart. They have not replaced the demons in their heart, which both parts are necessary to be a real Christian. You know, they understand what you said, but they have not really received it. That's what I've experienced.
1: Yeah, I know that, you know, some people say you can't cast demons out of a Christian. Well, I do it in just about every church I go to. You know, if you can't cast demons because a demon doesn't go into your spirit, it goes into your body. You have a will, mind, and emotions. You have a body. And yeah. uh, besides the spirit, if you say you can't cast demons out of a Christian, then that Christian better never get sick, better never have cancer. It's the same area where it's attacked. It's the body. Leo?
2: Yeah. But the common teaching that you are even talking about, Dr. Hansen, is that a lot of ministries don't even recognize the demon activity in people. Every sickness and disease comes from Satan, comes from the devil. Yet they really believe that medicine, man's treatment, you know, is what you need. Listen, I don't disrespect doctors. God made doctors, too. But there are no treatment programs in the Bible. You go to man for treatment, you come to Jesus for healing. That's the difference, and, and many don't understand that.
1: You're exactly right. I know you get into some other denominations, and they started off, again, filled with the Holy Spirit, Pentecost, casting out demons, and now, 100 years later, instead of casting out demons, they don't even recognize one. They can't discern one. They can't cast one out. They send him to the counselor.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not even a training, it's like these young ministers, you know, I talk to them even here, they're not even sure what a demon-possessed person looks like, let alone, which you see quite a bit, demon oppressed people that are fighting things like depression, you know, and they're like, this is a tough one, they got depression, or they're suicidal, we've never had a suicide in almost 30 years of ministry. Cast the demon out. They're demons, yet they have secular programs trying to deal with spiritual battles, and they lose those battles every time. You know, I
1: remember speaking at a fivefold gifts of ministry in in Florida, and these were, you know, the 5 gifts of ministry, apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, pastor, and so yeah. I was a keynote speaker, and the worship pastor was just great, but at the end of the service... You know, I, I touched on this subject, and at the end of the service, people came up for healing, et cetera, and he came up, and I discerned demons in him. And so wow. I went for the demons in the worship pastor. All of the people there were aghast as they watched they, this yeah. worship pastor double over and started vomiting, yeah. and we yeah. brought in a trash can as we cast demons out of him for probably 30 minutes.
2: Dr. Hansen, that is so common. I've said for years— Most of the demons enter the church congregation from the praise and worship team. Most of those people are on praise and worship teams because of their gifts and talents physically, but their walk with the Lord is missing. And I tell the leaders of these praise and worship teams your job, your responsibility is to make sure each person has a personal relationship with Jesus. Otherwise, they're just singing. It's not about singing. It's about worshiping. They're two different things. Well, you're exactly right. Uh, Some of them are just,
1: if you want to say, showing off their talents. Yeah. Uh, They act like they're a star on the platform and they're having, you know, a fornication with another member of the
2: worship team. Yeah. This is what's going on in the churches, Leo. Absolutely. Even homosexual relationships and they're on the team. I know it. There's no question about it. It's not like we're making things up. It's like, oh, but they can really sing. That's a huge mistake right there. Well, you're You wonder ex- why there's so much demonic activity in the church when they supposedly are leading praise and worship from people who are playing around with sin every day.
1: Well, you're exactly right. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've just tuned in, this is a warning program. I have Pastor Leo Bogie with me today. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. And I'll tell you what, we are talking about what is going on in America, what's going on in the world, what's going on in the church. And we just touched on sin in the church, fornication in the church, demons in the church. Listen to this, Leo. Yes. I said, this is what all Christians must do, challenge the insanity of our culture allowed by sin unchecked. And I'm talking about pro surfer Bethany Hamilton refuses to compete if males are allowed to compete against females.
2: Awesome. That's exactly what we have to do. Yet people are saying, oh, no. You know, Dr. Hanson, it was the same thing when Disney began the homosexual day. There were top name ministers in America saying, Oh, it'll just go away. Don't worry about it. Now it's not a homosexual day, it's a homosexual event. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. We keep turning our backs as Christian leaders call people, like you said, the fivefold ministers called who are silent. And Satan's taking full advantage of it.
1: And here this pro surfer Bethany Hamilton. Remember, she was attacked years ago by a shark who took off an arm, refuses Mm -hmm. to compete if males are allowed to compete against females. Here, this young Christian takes a stand, and many pastors won't open their mouth.
2: No, and and, uh, the same thing with the Christian basketball team, the women's team. They went to a tournament, and one of the tournament teams had a transvestite on the team, and he took his team and left. And I tell you, even the churches went after him for that. We don't get it. If you give way, no matter how much, Satan will fill that void. And that's what we're doing everywhere. We're giving him room to move.
1: Well, kudos to that pastor that took the team and left. Amen? Oh,
2: yes, yes.
1: Dalai Lama apologizes for asking boy to suck his tongue. What do you think of that, Leo?
2: I saw that. I'm like, are you kidding? You know, I don't know very much about. You know, these Eastern religions and stuff like that, but what's the purpose of someone sucking his tongue? I have no idea.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, in so much of denominations and different religions and et cetera, you have pedophilia going on. You have Mm -hmm. uh, the raping of little boys and besides Mm -hmm. girls, I mean, uh, you know, the Catholic Church, for one, has been, you know, in the forefront of exposing sins in the Catholic Church, whether Mm -hmm. it's pedophilia or whether it's just having sex, priest with nuns. Yeah. I'll tell you what. uh, Abortions. Abortions. Yeah, and so this is what's going on. You say, "What's you know?" The church is supposed to be the conscience of a of the nation. The, the church is supposed to be the moral, again, conscience of a nation. But when the church itself is engaged in these type of sins of abomination, uh, God help the nation.
2: Yes, and you know, Doctor Hans, it's become about money. I really believe that everybody's like I said. You're trying to fill seats. Uh, you hear people talking about the. Prosperity gospel. I'm like, everything with Jesus Christ is prosperous. You're talking about the greed gospel. I want to make money. We need to fill the seats. Let's take up two, three, four, five offerings. You know, let's make sure all the money is coming into the church. Let's do a building project and expand our church to two so it can now see 10,000. All these things. But like, like you're saying from the beginning, you got a church full of people that are dying, sins rampant, and you're worried about filling seats and building a building. It's it's absurd.
1: Well, the Lord said very clearly, uh, judgment will begin at the house of God. Yes. Uh, He says, when I return, will I find faith? Uh, Right now, what's wrong with America and the nations is the church has failed. We have a dysfunctional church filled with every type of sin imaginable, and we are coming under judgment for that very reason, and most of the church doesn't realize it.
2: That's right. You know, I've seen over the years that we've known each other, the fear of some pastors to have you come to the church and speak the truth because they refuse to do it. It's always amazing to me. It's like, here's an opportunity to get your church on track with the word of God and you hide from it. And, you know, it's, and I know it's not just the years we were in Hawaii and other places, but it's it's everywhere. Don't come to our church preaching the truth, teaching the truth, we've got a program, and they stick to their programs.
1: Well, you know, Jesus would not be invited in most churches anymore. Amen
2: to that. Yes, that's true. And Yeah, I know even coming here, you know, uh, oh, they say, oh, yeah, we know about you and all this, and will you do this and will you do that, the different parts of ministry, but they don't really want to get too close because, you know, you know, our, our ministry, we don't play games with marriages. You know, that you gave your word. I tell these ministers, the Lord will judge your ministry on your word to your spouse. If that word is bad, all of your word is bad. Don't play games with that. And so they don't, they don't want to hear those things. You know, they put spouses, second, third, it doesn't matter. But did you give your word to God for that, for that uh, spouse? And now they're in like, I don't want to say they're in shock. But they're like, oh, this secondary. You know, everything else comes first. The kids come before my wife. What? And you wonder why you're falling, why you have so much sin in the church and and disarray in the church because you can't keep your word. Is that really that simple? God is a God of of the word. Jesus is the word of God. And we don't get it.
1: Well, you're exactly right. And, you know, grace is now. Time given when the spirits in the body to judge yourself. Judge yourself by the word, because when the yes. spirit leaves the body, then the word God Jesus is going to judge you by the word. Grace is well, over; word. it's over. Amen. Now he comes Amen. as a judge. And again, this mm-hmm. basic theology is not being preached.
2: No, no, it's not. And and uh, it's, it seems to be a theme. You know, like what what happened? We won't even stand up. When we have a Christian that runs for office, and I know there's a lot of different takes on who can run for office and not. My personal belief is if you are a called minister, your place is the, the body of Christ, doing the things we're talking about, cleaning it up, keeping it right with God. But if you're not a called minister, the fivefold minister, and you run for office, the church won't even back you. I know. I, we, we've seen, I mean, people that are demon-possessed, demonic, where Christians will vote for them and not the Christian because someone told them Christians shouldn't be in politics. And and then this happens, Dr. Hanson. Then they'll want to go down, let's march around the Capitol and beg God to change the people's minds at one because they're abortionists, you know, they're pedophiles or everything else. And it's like they told you that when they ran for office, and now you want to go down and have God make them do what you should have done.
1: Well, you're exactly right. You know, Jesus is not coming out of heaven to uh, change our nation. Uh, He gave you and I that responsibility as his ambassador to change a nation, to put the right people in. And if we fail to do it, you can pray all you want. Jesus isn't coming back to change your nation.
2: Amen. Amen. And that, that's what they think. That's what they're waiting on. That's why they reject people that preach the truth, teach the truth, and will not bend. You know, I'm asked, I've been asked before, it's like, are you going to talk, when you're going to speak today, are you going to mention praying in tongues? Are you going to mention prayer language? And I look at them, I'm saying, well, I don't know, it may come up, you know, it depends on what the Holy Spirit has me do. And it's like, if you don't want that to happen, then you preach. I don't need to, I don't, I didn't come here and got to preach. <laughs> if you're afraid of that, you preach. Exactly. <laughs> you know, isn't that crazy? Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. The only power of God unto salvation they're afraid of. Amen. You know, Amen. Jesus it's, said, don't know, even, don't even bother to go and preach. Don't even bother to try to represent me till you're endued with power from an eye. In other words, until you're Amen. baptized in the Holy Spirit, don't even bother
2: trying. I know and you know we did that in Australia, New Zealand where I would have them clear the chairs out of the room, I call up everybody in the sanctuary. We're talking 7 to 900 people in sanctuaries in the in the church and I'll say anybody without your prayer language come up. Okay, once they get up now, everybody with your prayer language go stand next to someone without it and begin to pray in your prayer language. And and I know in in New Zealand there had to be, I'm going to just guess to say 95% of the people that did that got their prayer language that day. And the importance of that was that was Saturday evening, Sunday, a blind guy was at the church. This is the only blind guy I've ever prayed over. And he got 20, 20 vision. But the setup, the power of the Holy Spirit was so great. This guy got his vision and he'd been prayed for for years and didn't get his sight. Amen. Amen. It's like that. You guys, you've got to be with the Holy Spirit to see the gifts and, and things flow in the church, not on some program that you made up.
1: Well, you're exactly right. You know, Leo. Recently, I was invited to uh, Texas. Uh, Jerry World. Jerry Jones owns the Dallas Cowboys. I was invited to yes. their uh, to their uh, headquarters and and. Uh, they, you know, and I was on a third floor. There was bankers, executives, CEO, scientists. Uh, it wasn't a ministers' conference, but I, I was invited, and I got to share a, a bit in the morning, a bit in the afternoon session. And I just laid it on the line. I said, "Guys, what you're witnessing right now is a communistic takeover of the United Absolutely. States of America." I said, "You yeah. know it, and I know it. You bankers here, and there were bankers." I said, "You realize yeah. they're trying to topple America right now and move us into the new world order." They're trying to push the great reset this is sheer communism and I, trump trump advisors were there and i said you know this is what needs to happen and i i explained what eagle saving nations was all about we need another great yeah. awakening we need a repentance through the land and we want to fill the stadiums uh NFL stadiums, NBA stadiums, and let the power of God touch them as at the day of Pentecost. So people go out with power and authority instead of fear and intimidation. Truth takes away deception. Prayer brings conviction. And we stop this takeover of the United States of America. I said, if we don't have a great awakening, let me tell you, you can put Donald Trump back in, and I'm all for him. You can put all conservatives in the Senate, in the House, in the... uh, judiciary in the White House, but four sins bring judgment on a nation and one is homosexuality and the Republicans accept it. We're going to have a science of judgment. Millions are going to die if we don't have another great awakening. And and Leo, nobody argued with me.
2: Uh, They can't. Everything you spoke was true.
1: It was just amazing. Here I have intelligent, educated, wealthy people and nobody is arguing.
2: No, they're not going to argue. It's just like the, the churches that are now splitting. Of course, the, the falling away of the church has already been happening. Now it's happening at a greater uh, a greater amount. But the, one of the missing parts that I've seen is a lack of leadership or disciple. You know, uh, here recently they had that campus where people were praising the Lord and everybody was shouting, the revival's here, the revival's here. And it's like, the, well, we'll see if the revival's here after there's, after the praise and worship stops. Did you get any disciples? Did you lead anybody to the Lord? None of those things are happening. And what? And a week later, people can't hardly remember they were there at the place praising God. You know, you must raise up disciples, Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. If you don't raise up leadership, believers just drift back into whatever they were doing. Worship is
1: good. It's important. I I love it. I focus on it in our services. And signs and wonders are great. Healing, manifestations, miracles are great. But without repentance, uh, repentance alone is true revival. That's a great awakening. Without that, America's coming under judgment.
2: It was just an event. You know, we went to Pasadena and talked to some of the people. Uh, Pastor and I went there from Hawaii, and we talked to some of the people at the Azusa Street Awakening, you know, with Catherine Kuhlman, and they said the same thing. All kinds of what you just mentioned, signs, wonders, miracles, and then it died. How did that die? They didn't raise up disciples. You know, they they didn't raise up leaders. People came, got what they got, and then disappeared, just like with Jesus. He he healed thousands and thousands of people, but those same people were yelling, crucify him, you know, for the cross. It's like, how do you do that? Because you didn't raise up leadership. you got to raise up disciples that will lead people in the right and in the Word of God. And we're not doing it.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening, watching The Warning Program. This is Dr. Jonathan Hanson, president of World Ministries International. My special guest has been Pastor Leo Boji. He focuses on marriage seminars. Look him up on the website. Invite him into your church or... uh, You can arrange a marriage seminar yourself and bring them in. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you right now to listen to this description of the science of judgment. You're going to see why America is falling. And then Eagle Saving Nations. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org. www.worldministries.org. Join Eagle Saving Nations. We've got to have another great awakening or this nation,
3: you're going to see millions die. God bless you. Rev. Dr. Jonathan Hansen has written a book titled The Science of Judgment. God is predictable. There is a scientific pattern for the rise and fall of nations throughout history. We need to understand the laws or the rules of design regarding prophecy and judgment. When it comes to the laws of judgment and prophecy, denominational or personal belief systems have nothing to do with the reality or the certainty of the rule of judgment. Dr. Hansen's objective is to warn leaders of nations of the second coming of Jesus Christ and the plagues or judgments that are coming upon these peoples and nations that reject Jesus Christ as Savior, according to the scriptures. Dr. Ronald E. Cottle, founder and president of Christian Life School of Theology, states that this book is a must-read for Christians and other leaders in the United States and in other nations. It is clear, powerful, and well-reasoned. We all owe a debt of gratitude to Dr. Jonathan Hanson for the years that have gone into the research and writing of The Science of Judgment. This book has more than 300 pages, divided up in five sections. Part one, The Science of Judgment, has chapters titled such as, The Laws Regarding Prophecy and Judgment, Patterns of Apostasy, Purpose of Chastisement, Standards for Justice and Mercy, God Forgives When People Repent, God Holds Nations Responsible for What Leaders Do, Parental Responsibility The Feasts of the Lord Solomon's Transgressions and Their Consequences Righteous Kings versus Evil Kings Example of King Jehoshaphat Ungodly Alliances God is Predictable God Holds People Accountable Man Can Turn Into an Intelligent Beast to Do Evil Section 2, The Deception of the Theory of Evolution, has chapters titled as Problems with the Theory of Evolution Evolution and Racism Darwin's hatred of Christianity and its fruit. Section 3, Why Must There Be Judgment? has titles such as, The Fall of America and Her Destruction, Cult Christianity, Radical Liberal Politics. Section 4, Kings, Dictators, and Presidents, with the following chapters listed as, People Choose Their Nation's Leaders, Qualifications for Godly Leadership. Romans 13, Delegated Authority. Satan is in charge of this world, not Jesus. If laws violate conscience, we must disobey. Finally, part five, so what must we do? These chapters are listed as, we are in a cultural war, our responsibility to a hostile government, the Christian's science of judgment. With turmoil ever increasing throughout the nations, as Bible prophecy is coming to life right before our very eyes, one must read the science of judgment to have a clear understanding of these events and the reasons why. Call 360-629-5248 360-629-5248 That is 360-629-5248 and request your copy of The Science of Judgment for a donation of $35 or more plus shipping and handling. Thank you and Shalom.